Welcome to Orange Crest Community Church and OCCathome.com. We are so glad you're here. At OCC, our mission is to invite people to take their next steps with Jesus. And so we pray that through our time together, you're encouraged and challenged to move forward in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2021. And welcome again to OCC. My name is Josh. It's great to begin the new year with all of you. And I'm glad you came out tonight. I know it's cold, but I'm I'm just really glad to see all of you tonight. Uh, usually the New Year's, you know, it, the New Year marks a, a fresh start and maybe some resolutions, maybe some goals, but here we are with a lot of carryover from last year. There's really not much been resolved from 2020, and so in 2021, uh, we're still carrying a lot over. We're still still battling. Uh, some of the very real concerns that we were facing in 2020. And so we've got a handful of concerns. I, I think they're all uh, probably different. But I want to I want to sort of start up front with just highlighting some of the challenges that we know are pressing in on us. And we've all, I think, can identify with some of these. So in no particular order, here's some of the major concerns that I know we're facing first the fear of the unknown sort of like walking or driving into fog uh, if you've ever driven up into our local mountains here behind us uh, sometimes especially when you're heading to like big bear or lake arrowhead you pass through a huge fog bank sometimes if you if you don't get up there during the daytime and you're trying to get up there in the evening uh, you get hit with this thick fog and it's it's it pretty much can shut your trip down or it can at least rattle you and you're sort of on high alert. Has anybody ever, you, yeah, some of you know what I'm talking about. And your anxiety starts rising. You're trying to drive through the fog, but you're really not sure what's around the bend. And the clarity is really out of your control. And so you have a few options when you're driving in fog. One of those options, and I've done this before, is I've thought, okay, I better pull off to a safe spot and just sort of wait this out. Um, but I've also realized, well, the fog's not clearing. <laughs> I need to get moving. And metaphorically speaking, you, you can't put life on hold. You, you can't wait out life. You can't put your job on hold or put family life on hold or put too many decisions on hold. And so when you're heading into the unknown, we need to, we need to know what is the way forward. And so this is a very real fear, the fear of the unknown. Here's another concern. Fear of death, fear of sickness. This can lead to, this is really, I think, a crippling fear. Uh, whether COVID, uh, if that is, has gripped you, or maybe now you're hearing news of the new variant, or the many other health issues that you maybe were already monitoring in your life. I'm sure some of you have health concerns pre-COVID that, now you've just sort of added COVID to the list, and, and this area may be consuming your thinking. Maybe for some of you, not so much, but maybe for some, you, you're still monitoring a whole another range of health concerns. In California, at the end of 2020, we've had 
you know, 2.28 million cases in California of COVID, 25,000 plus COVID related deaths. And, and I think we all can agree every single life is precious. And it's been a pretty devastating experience for some families this year. And, and our hearts really do break for, for families who've lost loved ones. And, uh, in, in our family, we haven't, had any covid related loss but we did experience loss in august in the midst of the pandemic we uh my my and i shared this a couple months back but my nephew's wife died in a tragic car accident she was only 24 years old and it was horrible news you know the phone call come came at like five in the morning and it was my dad and i could tell he was shaken up and could barely get the words out and he told me what happened but Brittany uh, had passed. She left behind uh, her husband, my nephew, David, and their three young kids. And we went to the funeral in August, and I'm not sure if you've been to any funerals this year in this environment, but uh, because of the COVID guidelines for funerals, uh, the the whole experience felt very cold. It felt uh, very distant at a time when you really, you know, want to be able to just uh get everyone there there was a there was a limit on who could be there masks shields uh capacity limits and so what i'm highlighting is grieving even in this new environment is is so so different i did a funeral for a family in our church who lost uh a loved one and grieving at a funeral is just very very different right now now here's another concern that's carrying over into into 2021 restrictions on, of freedoms and it, it's it's pretty confusing as well uh, there's just major challenges on on different freedoms but when it comes to religious freedom the the supreme court actually weighed in this year to protect first amendment your first amendment our first amendment rights to worship to gather to sing to do uh, what we're doing but it's still pretty confusing because obviously it's it's you know there there are still there are still many restrictions and it's very confusing not everyone is agreeing so you have disagreement from state level you know and to the federal to the county level and so you're you're we're navigating all of this and then you have the news outlets and then you have social media sort of stirring the pot just adding to this challenge that we're experiencing and also in this category of restricted freedoms you know, something I don't ever remember having to consider was state or county health orders. I'd never, ever considered checking a website for county health orders, uh, which in some cases has really, you know, it's led to travel bans. It's, it's, in some cases, it's shut down small, our small businesses, um, families whose retirements, their whole nest egg, their plan is gone and their ability to work and carry their own load totally gone and, and it's painful to consider the many small business owners and employees who've been impacted from the shutdowns and some even in our church another whole area of concern tied to that but certainly tied to the pandemic is the economic concern i think we're all sort of holding our breath right now and asking how how are we going to recover from this as as a as a society, as a country, 
I know some of you have already felt a personal financial impact from the crisis of 2020. Some of you, maybe you'd say you haven't yet, but you're seeing, you see the handwriting on the wall and you're preparing. Maybe in your industry you're concerned and so your anxiety level just keeps rising and rising. And the challenge with financial pressure is that it, it bleeds into our homes. So now there's tension, more tension in family life and in marriage and so that's a whole other concern, economic. And then another one I would add to this list is loss of comfort, loss of convenience. Is it just me or does it seem like everything right now feels so difficult? <laughs> and that, that, that might be an exaggeration, but it feels like there's no such thing as a simple trip anywhere anymore. <laughs> there's just so much more to consider now. There's so much more to think about. Did I grab this? Did I forget that? Did, you know, here's another area. Exhaustion. Usually you come to the end of, of the year and you can sort of leave a lot behind with with the hope of a fresh start. But again, not this year. Some of you, you're in healthcare and you're exhausted. Some of you are in education and it's just very different. Some of you are are in mental health. And so in in family life, we're, I think everyone's just feeling a new level of fatigue at this, you know, at this time, and it's it's the time of the year when we usually want to just start over and we can clean the slate, but there's the carryover effect from last year. And so when we have all of these different concerns, what's really frustrating is when someone walks up and offers a simple solution to the situation or to all these concerns. Because with all of these complex issues and concerns there's really not a simple answer that will suffice, is there? There's no simple, quick-fix answer, and yet people still feel compelled to offer these simple solutions. And one, one thing is certain, if I start with me or I, it's usually the wrong starting point. If I'm just looking at my life and my situation and my family, then I'm, I'm usually going to have the wrong read on, on the big picture. And so what are, what are we supposed to do as we as we move towards and in head, head further into 2021 how should we really respond to the situation our natural response usually runs two different ways and so look at these we naturally run to first I'd say the idol of safety we fascinate over finding the safest protected realm where we can live without concern or at least with less concerns. One of my neighbors, not too long ago, within the last month, he said, you know what just happened to me? He's a newer neighbor, right right beside me. He said, someone cut the catalytic converter right off my, off my truck in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's welded on there, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's, or maybe it's both. I don't know, but it's, it's like, that's not easy. Well, then last week on the next door app for our local next door neighborhoods, there was the same thing happened. A catalytic converter was stolen right off of someone's vehicle in their driveway in Mission Grove right here. 
and you could watch. They posted the footage from their Ring app onto the Nextdoor app, so you can watch this car pull up. And within 90 seconds, these thieves, while somebody else from another driveway was pulling out and stopped to watch them, these thieves cut off this car part and in 90 seconds jumped in their vehicle and sped off down the road and and in plain sight it was like the sun was already rising so probably around six in the morning and it got me thinking i wonder if this happens everywhere i wonder if this could happen to me i mean it happened to my neighbor my next door neighbor and so it prompted me to search this what are the safest cities in america which then led to this search, what is the safest city in California? And I stumbled upon this safest cities in California website. And and I thought to myself, I don't think we're in the top ten. <laughs> but, you know, let me just check. Well, here's the top ten. Danville, Rancho Santa Margarita, Moore Park, Lincoln, Aliso Viejo. Rancho Palos Verdes, don't see it in 6 through 10 either. San Ramon, Mission Viejo, Laguna Niguel, Yorba Linda. Some of you maybe have lived in some of those cities. So then I thought, well, maybe we're not in the top 10, but maybe we're at least in the top 25. So you scroll down a little further, couldn't find us. Maybe the top 50, couldn't find us. You come to the end and then you get this question. Didn't find your city in the top 50? And so then you click on this, and it goes to 51 through 100. I'm scrolling through. Nope. <laughs> How about the next one? Nope. Not 101 through 150. You know where I found us? 200th on the list. <laughs> I don't know how many out of. Got a lot of cities. But 200th on the list. Now, you know, they're, they're, they're tracking crime and, and different there's different factors you can, I don't want to take you there. So, you know, don't, don't go there right now on your phone and focus on all of this. But if you combine this issue of safety with the frustration that people are already feeling in our state or in our county or watching businesses shut down or wrestling through responses to this or stay-at-home orders, or then here's what you have in California. You have Exit California. <laughs> In fact, with, a, with another search, I, I found this company, ExitCalifornia.org. Some entrepreneur got on it really quick, and they put this together. Here's a video for you. Thank you for visiting ExitCalifornia.org. You are likely on our site because you are researching and considering a move to another state. You landed in the right place. Exit California is a relocation company that has a team of hand-selected, experienced relocation advisors that will assist you in the complex and overwhelming process of moving out of state. Moving can be a lot to juggle just within the same city, but even more so moving across state lines. Our advisors will ensure that you have a stress-free move from start to finish. Spend some time browsing the site where you will find many free relocation tools and resources ExitCalifornia.org has to offer. Whether you are ready to exit California now or later, your assigned advisor will be your advocate, someone you can depend on when you have questions. Start by filling out our 60-second relocation assessment by clicking the state you are interested in. Once submitted, an Exit California representative will contact you within 24 hours. 
please keep in mind our consulting services are free. We get compensated when we successfully match you with the professionals that are a fit for you and your goals. By using ExitCalifornia.org, you will gain a peace of mind and save money in the process. You're wishing you thought of this, huh? <laughs> You're like, drat, I missed another great idea. Now, an out-of-state move doesn't sound too bad, does it? You don't have to shout it out. <laughs> hey, if you do move out of state, send me a card. Visit when you can. Make sure I know where you live because I love staying with friends when they're, you know, living around the country. It's nice to stay with a friend rather than stay at a hotel when I'm in some other state. But sometimes what motivates these moves, and if, if you're looking to move, I'm not, I'm not mad at you, but sometimes what motivates these moves is, is the idol of safety. I just want to live in a safe city. I just, I just don't want to have these concerns. I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And so, we run to the idol of safety, or we, we might, here's another response to the concerns that we are facing, the illusion of sight. The illusion of sight. And so what we do is when we get in a situation like we're in right now is we read, we research. Those aren't bad things, but we do this in an attempt to know what's coming. I want to know what's coming. I want to see where things are heading. And so we start reading the news but we're easily captured, and we may not always consider that there might be an agenda or some predetermined angle from those news sites that we're checking out. Now, I wonder how many times, how many thousands of times, I asked and trusted Pastor Google last year. How about you? A lot. There's points in this past year where I thought, I should just start calling myself Associate Pastor Josh. Because senior pastor Google is working overtime this year. And, and courtesy of Google, these were the top 10 Google searches in 2020. Election results, coronavirus, Kobe Bryant, coronavirus update, coronavirus symptoms. Have you Googled any of these things this year so far, top five? Let's see a show of hands. Any of them? Yeah, a handful of them. And then the next six, or the next five, <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Who's Googled Zoom? Yeah. Who's winning the election? Who's Googled that? <laughs> Naya Rivera, Chadwick Boseman. Those are uh, deaths to an actress and an actor. PlayStation 5. <laughs> Those are the top 10 Google searches for 2020. So how much did you trust and follow Pastor Google this year? How much research did you conduct? How, how do you even determine which of these sources we can trust? How do you know if the framework or the worldview that's driving the article that you're reading can even be trusted? And, and even among so-called Christian articles, there's even, have you noticed, a spectrum of positions and, and perspectives on the situation that we're facing so what are we to do? How do we approach 2021? I need to know. You, you need to know because what if 2021 is even more confusing or even more difficult than last year? So I want to look at what is the safest place to be? We're going to look at four 
statements, and then we'll look at some passages here. So the safest place to be first is trusting in the Lord completely. Now, don't skip past this point. Don't go get a coffee right now or go use the restroom just because you're like, yeah, yeah, I know that. I know you've heard it before. Maybe your mom or your granddad or if you've been around our church consistently, then you've heard you know, us to plead with you to trust the Lord or your group leaders to trust the Lord with your whole life. You, you really can rely on God. He will not fail you. It doesn't mean you're going to have a trouble-free life, but he will be with you right there all throughout 2021. For better or worse, God will walk with you through the year ahead. You can trust the Lord completely as you head into this year. From a, from a big picture perspective, at the highest level, like talking 30,000 foot view, at the very highest level, what are you trusting in? Who are you trusting in? Are, are you trusting in your wealth? Are you trusting in your good health? Are, are you trusting in a vaccine? Are you trusting in herd immunity? Are you trusting in your age or are you trusting in science or the data? Look at what God spoke through the, the prophet Isaiah. This is a prophet to the, to the nation of Israel. As their, as their society, as both Israel and Judah were really unraveling and takeover from an enemy nation was imminent. Look at what God spoke in Isaiah 8 verses 11 through 14. For this is what the Lord said to me. With great power to keep me from going the way of this people. Do not call everything a conspiracy that these people say is a conspiracy. Apparently there was conspiracies in their day. I read this, I think, two months ago and I was like, oh, this is really pertinent. Do not call everything a conspiracy that these people say is a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be terrified. You are to regard only the Lord of armies as holy. Only he should be feared. Only he should be held in awe. He will be a sanctuary. But for that two houses of Israel, he will be a stone to stumble over and a rock to trip over and a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The Lord himself will be a sanctuary, a place of safety. For those who believe in him, for those who fully rely on him, to believe in, in God is to put your full, the full weight of your life on him, to trust in him completely with everything. He says, but for those who, who don't believe him and those who continue to go their own way and rely on anything or anyone else, they're just going to keep tripping over God. They're going to keep tripping over God's ways. They're not going to make traction. All of us, we're carrying over from 2020 into 2021 a handful of concerns. And so at the very highest level, will you consider committing your life to, to Jesus if you've not done that and cast all of your cares on him? Will you trust him completely? And this specifically gives you all that you need to deal with the fear of death. We sang earlier about this in Living Hope, that song that we just sang. Look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. 
The writer of Hebrews writes, Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all of their lives by the fear of death. That concern of sickness that could lead to death is very, very real. I've been talking with one of my good friends this year, and, and, he, and he said to me a number of times this year, he thinks that the fear of death is what has people in such deep bondage right now. We're, we're so rattled. We're so shaken over many of the issues that we faced this last year. And, and I, I agree. And the fear of death, it, it, it can grip you. And maybe you're not afraid of COVID-19, but this issue of everyone will die. I don't know if this is a, if it's a current threat to you, but if it is you, the starting point to deal with the fear of death is to trust in God completely. And to do that today, to do that right away. We'd love to help you with that. So that's, that's at the very highest level, at 30,000 foot view now what about at the ground level the safest play to be place to be is is walking forward in faith daily so that's the second thing to consider tonight at the ground level when it comes to daily decisions and daily perspective look at what paul the first century church starter and leader said to the first century church in corinth this is just outside of athens greece paul wrote this second corinthians four sixteen. therefore we do not give up. We began with a list of concerns and the natural responses. Paul says, therefore, we do not give up. Now, here's God's perspective. Christ followers do not give up, even though, even though our outer person is being destroyed, whether, whether we're unraveling or aging or the world seems to be coming apart at the seams. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. Don't give up. God's doing something in you right here, right now at this time in history. He's doing something in you if you will turn to him. He's re- he can renew you if you will turn to him. He wants to renew you daily. Verse 17, for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. You see, we want to run away from suffering, but affliction and suffering is often where God is working out his plan. And some of the best refining is going on through suffering, which is really preparation for eternity. Verse 18 reads, so we do not focus on what is seen, that illusion of sight. We don't focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And this verse right here, verse 18, look at it. This verse really sets up for a real famous verse in the next chapter, chapter 5, verse 7. So let's keep reading to get to that. So 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1 reads, For we know that if our temporary earthly dwelling is destroyed, this place, this is all destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. Indeed, we groan in this body, Amen. Desiring to put on a dwelling from heaven. 
Paul's writing, he's saying, we're living with this constant tension of the in-between. We're in the tension of the in-between. We're in between heaven and earth. And we're, we're, you're on earth right now. Your home is in heaven if you're a Christ follower. But you're a temporary resident here on earth. Verse 3, since we're, when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. Paul, Paul, he's speaking now about the future in heaven, this tension that we feel here, this yearning for more, the fact that this is not fully complete, that is going to be, that issue, those issues will be solved and met and fulfilled completely there in heaven. So verse 4, indeed we groan while we are in this tent, right here, in this body, here and now. We groan, burdened as we are, because we do not want to be unclothed, but clothed, so that mortality may be swallowed up by life. And the one who prepared us for this very purpose is God who gave us the Spirit as a down payment. A down payment is a guarantee of full payment that's coming later. So you go buy a car, you pay a down payment to guarantee that the rest is coming over time. Now God, he's a trinity of persons. He's three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, when you commit your life, if you commit your life to Christ, you receive the down payment of the Spirit of God. God gives you His Spirit. One of the members of the Trinity, God the Spirit, comes to live inside of you. He comes to indwell the Christian here and now. He is your internal link to growth and all the resources that bring real, lasting change. So that's the down payment of the life The eternal life is the Spirit of God. Now, verse 6 says, so we are always confident. Why? Well, because the Spirit of God and the promises of God solidify this confidence that we can have that this life, this body, this situation is not all that there is, that there's more. So we're always confident, and we know that while we're at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. And then verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. We have no other choice as we move into 2021 but to walk by faith. There's no other effective response here on earth than to live and walk by faith every day. To do otherwise is to walk by sight or to walk in the flesh still relying on ourselves. And sadly, this is the way that we most naturally want to live. This is is the comfort and the convenience that we want to enjoy. This is the sight life, where we can see it all, where we can know it all, where we feel safest. We want to know what's coming. We, we don't want any pain. We don't like the tension of living life in between heaven and earth. We don't want that tension anymore. Remember the idol of safety, the illusion of sight. But look again at 2 Corinthians 4.18 and, and 5.7. 4.18, so we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. This perspective drives people. This perspective of having a a faith edge to your life. It drives people to trust God for huge, huge faith decisions. Hudson Taylor, some of you have heard his name. At some point, in your life, you need to read his story, especially if you want to grow your faith edge. 
read about his life. Read his, read the biography. Read, you can read about this man at the age of 21. British missionary. He goes to China where he, where he serves and spends a total of 51 years in China. He formed a society that brought 800 missionaries to reach people who didn't know about Christ. Created schools, mission agencies that became the launch pad for more and more. But all of this for him came with much risk. Hudson Taylor's wife died at the age of 33. Four of their eight children died by the age of 10. But he believed that the safest place to be is right in the center of God's will. He believed that was that was the best place to be. That's where you want to live. In fact, there's stories of his wife pleading for him not to go. Not to go because of the risk. And some of his children died back at home in safety. Not far from home, but at home in what would be considered the most safe. And they concluded the safest place to be was right in the center of God's will. Take a look at this quote from Hudson Taylor. He said, China is not to be won for Christ by quiet, ease-loving men and women. The stamp of men and women we need is such as will put Jesus, China, and souls first and foremost in everything and at every time. Even life itself must be secondary. He understood this issue of faith daily. And you might not personally connect to a missionary like this, but I know so many of you personally who walk by faith daily. You do this through the way that you live. You do this through the way that you handle your your responsibilities, your personal decisions, your life, the way you focus your family life and set your priorities. I mean, come on, right now you're out in what feels like 20 degree weather. I know it's like 50 degree weather, but there's a breeze. It's cold. You take risks. Why? Well, because you're trying to walk by faith daily. That's why you're out here right now in the cold. The way that you serve, many times out of inconvenience, out of risk, oftentimes tired, right? I know some of you, you got to get up really early to go to work in the morning, but you're out here still. You're serving those of us who don't know how to, who don't know how to operate some of the machinery here. You're serving the rest of us. Those those of you who are, who are pulling things in and out of here, you're, you're serving the rest of us, and we appreciate that. that. That's daily faith in action. Your generosity, for those of you who give to Advance Horizontal, as we're developing a, a piece of land over many years, that's, that's faith. That's not sight. You drive by a rundown property, but you see with faith eyes what God can build there over time. As we're doing this together, it's pretty exciting, but you have to look at it with faith eyes. You can't look at it in the natural because you get discouraged there. Or, or I know some of you, you invest time in, in loving unchurched friends and coworkers and neighbors, even if right now you see very little response and you wonder, is this worth it? Well, but you keep investing and you're walking by faith and that's the safest way to live. So we've talked about 30,000 foot level living, then ground level living. 
I want you to consider also as we're heading into 2021, consider who's, who's to the right of you, who's to the left of you, who are you doing life with? And so the safest place to be is connecting and contributing relationally at home and then with the church community. Very quickly, two, two groups can be game changers for you and me in 2021. Your family unit, you're meaning your household. So whether that's your family or your roommates, you and, and those that, that do life at home, that, that group, it's a critical group. And then your church community. Who's, who's beside you in life? Intentionally, who are you doing life with? Consider for a moment your family or your roommates. Take some time this year. Build a pattern of debriefing into your household. Debriefing together. What, what's God doing? If this is not a practice for you, begin to debrief and pray together. Our ability to connect through prayer in, at home and encouragement at home and fellowship with those closest to us is huge. When you think about the struggle that this was in 2020, what really helped was if you could pull alongside those in your home and pray together and, and thank the Lord together and get perspective when we were struggling through it. In, in uh, February, we're going to do a series to help strengthen the bonds of relationships that we have. And so we'll focus on that as a church uh, next month. But then think about your church community, another real important source of, of help for 2021. And we're not just a church with small groups. We don't want to just be a church of, of a handful of small groups, but we want to be a church of small groups where, where you would say, this is just a part of my church experience. I do life with others. This isn't just a Sunday experience, but as that video highlighted, there's so much more we want you to experience. This has always been an emphasis here, but if, if you want to grow, then we would encourage you to connect in a small group. And, and as these promotions continue for the next few weeks, get into a group we would we would strongly encourage that. Groups in 2020 provided an extra lifeline for those of you who were in groups. And if you're here, pull, pull in to one of those. Don't be, don't be halfway in. If you, if you can get into one, whether online, Zoom, or, or in person, outside somewhere, this might be a bumpier ride in 2021. We just don't know. So get the right people beside you. We want to help you navigate the chaos that may come. One last point, the safest place to be in place to be in 2021 is clinging to biblical truth. And we're going to look at this as we launch a new series next week, but we have to live in the truth and learn to discern falsehood. We we can't affirm the lies that are flooding in through our culture. We need to know God's truth. We need to not just know what we believe that is true, but we also need to know what is not true. We need God's perspective. We need his truth to grab hold of Jesus. He was full of truth. Every time Jesus was fact-checked, no one could catch him in a lie. He was the truth embodied. Look at what John wrote about Jesus John 1.14, the word, that's Jesus, he became flesh and he dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory of as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. We're a church. We want to be committed to being guided by God's truth. The Bible, we, we believe and we teach that God's word 
is the truth without any mixture of error. And we grant space and we give extra grace for people to investigate and sort before committing their lives to to Jesus as the Lord of their as the Lord the boss of their life. We realize not everybody agrees with our stated essential beliefs, but we want to give people space to sort through it. There are essentials that we as a church believe and we hold firmly to with other Bible believing Christ followers. Some of those issues right now in our culture are being debated right now. They're being scrutinized by our culture. Like who is God? What is the nature of man? What is the gospel? What is sin? What about eternity? Questions about marriage, about sexuality, about gender, about the sanctity of human life. You know, as we teach these and we ask our, as people walk through our membership process, we ask our church members to affirm our essential beliefs. But we don't judge the outside world or the culture on their views because they're not synced up. And that's just not our job. That's actually God's job to judge the, the world and the culture. He tells us, hey, you govern the church affairs. Stay focused on the mission. Stay focused on the essentials. He says, I've, I've got, I've got the role of judge of the world. When it comes to matters of our opinions and our different concerns, the Bible would call these disputable matters. There's a bunch of disputable matters. We would call those the gray areas, the non-essentials. We give liberty because the Bible, it lays out you give liberty on the non-essential issues. But let's aim to be full of grace as we're pursuing the truth together. There's a lot right now to navigate in our culture. Let's be let's commit to being gracious on the non-essential disputable matters as we head into 2021. We want to cling to the truth. Next week we're going to launch into a series focused on how to do that, how to navigate from God's truth. Uh, haven't settled we haven't settled the title yet, but you'll you'll show up next week and we'll launch into it next week. Uh, so quick recap of the list. The safest place to be, trusting in the Lord completely at the highest level. And then on the ground level, walking forward in faith daily. And then connecting and contributing to your right and to your left, relationally at home and with the church community. And then clinging internally to the biblical truth. Here's some next steps. First, for those of you who've never turned to Christ and trusted him as your Lord for the first time, we would, we would invite you to do that. We would love to, to help you. We would love to, to connect with you even tonight. There is a table over alongside the building over there. We would love to, to connect with you, answer any of your questions. Also on your, on your digital connection card, or there's connection cards over at the table as well. Uh, if you have questions, you can jot those down on that card, and we'll follow up with you. It would be our privilege. The second thing is to commit to intentional spiritual growth this year. Maybe that for you is I need to explore membership at OCC. I need to I need to learn more about this church. And in our membership process, you'll learn about our core beliefs, our values as well that bind us together as a church. Maybe this year you need to activate or reactivate volunteering, helping with our efforts as we gather or begin praying about small group involvement. 
this can be a great year ahead if we will do life God's way. And so let, let's pray and commit the year ahead to the Lord. Father, thank you so much for this gathering. Thank you so much for these people who came out on a, on a cold, brisk night. Thank you for these uh, friends, these new friends, these old friends. Lord, thank you for new acquaintances, Lord. Father, thank you for this this life, the breath you've given us today. Lord, thank you for the freedoms that we still can enjoy. Lord, thank you for the the health you've given. Lord, thank you for this lawn to meet on, this gracious church, generous church. And they're allowing us to be here and to meet here, Lord, while we've been displaced. Thank you for the many volunteers, Father, who, who've served us tonight. May you bless them, Lord, and, and energize them, Father, refresh them. And Father, I pray that as we consider these different concerns and our natural responses, Lord, I pray that we would be a group of people who respond differently. That we wouldn't, as Isaiah said, we wouldn't just follow the way that the world around us is, is falling. That we wouldn't be consumed and freaking out over everything that we read or hear or see. But Lord, that we would trust you, the God who is there and who will guide us through this year. And so we commit 2021 to you. We, we trust that you'll be in control. Father, I pray that you'd grow our faith and grow us uh, as, as individuals as we walk with you and as a group, Lord, as we learn to uh, continue to do life together in a way that pleases you. We ask you for the help that we need to pull these things off in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by the message and equipped to take your next step with Jesus. Visit us online at occathome.com to learn more about how to connect with us. And join us again next week for another Orange Crest Community Church podcast. Have a great day.